And we're here for part two of Jeffrey Dahmer. Dom and Dahmer. That's true. Yeah. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for Jeffrey Dahmer. So how'd you feel about the episode last week? Uh, it was it was pretty tame. I mean, uh, well, Jeffy just basically got into it. We got to his first kill. Yeah. And we got to his first uh, sexual encounter that it didn't go as he would have liked. Well, that was also his first kill. Yes. But I didn't say those were mutually exclusive. Oh, I? it just kind of seemed like you meant like they're two different things. For some, they are. For Tom, or they're not. <laughs> I'm Batman. Okay. So, um, since the last episode, I did learn something interessante. Oh, yeah? What's that? And that is that Wisconsin, weirdly enough, you know, like, you know, in the middle of the country. Yeah. Was the first state well, to ban discrimination based on sexual orientation. Okay. And that is why there were so many gay bars. That makes sense. So there was, um, I think they said 126 gay bars in Milwaukee. That makes sense with our other story that we did earlier, too. Well, that in, was in Milwaukee. No, but that was in... That was in Indiana, Indianapolis. Yeah, which is... I mean, close. I mean... Um, and also during this time, the AIDS epidemic was super huge. Yeah. Um, and people didn't give their real names a lot. So pretty much um, people would come and go. They would disappear. And yeah. nobody really thought anything too much of it. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting that Wisconsin was very progressive with it. Yeah. I mean, cheese if you please. <laughs> um, speaking of Wisconsin, we do have a new president-elect. We do. Joe Biden. Yep, the big cheese. So unless something happens in the next couple months, that is who yeah. the president's going to be. He's the big cheese, the big Swiss cheese. So He's not even Swiss, but, um, you know, he's... Regardless of everybody else's political views... He's a monster! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, That's the cheese joke I had. We're go- oh. What's the first thing a monster eats after he's had his teeth checked? Oh, no! <laughs> Oh, my. We didn't even say. I didn't even do that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. So, if you guys heard, uh, our Google Home just decided to give us a joke. Um. (laughs) Yeah, it's like like a cheese joke. (laughs) But regardless of your political affiliation, um, we hope the best for the country. and. Hopefully we got always hope the best. Hopefully we got some some good years coming. Yep. But anyways, um, not not the tires. The I mean, good years also. They yeah. don't explode anymore. Those were Firestones. Oh yeah, sure, right. But Firestone is now owned by Goodyear, I think. Ah. Uh-huh. Hmm. So technically, you're right, but um, they were separate brands. I asked Jason if he could add some humor into this episode because it is. Very heavy. I'm probably going to cross some lines, guys, so don't hold it against me. Um, Just like Dahmer wanted to do (laughs) to a few bodies (laughs) while they hold still in the night. Um, But, yeah, it's a very difficult one, and I know a lot about serial killers, and this stuff doesn't typically bother me. 
I mean, it bothers me, but like not like in the sense of like seeping into other like waking moments of my life. But this one, this one kind of Im- Im- impeded all my dreams. Cool, 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 cool. Scar me for life. Let's go. Yeah, we're gonna scar Jason for life. Just kidding. You can't scar me. For I just life. wanted to let everyone know that it is quite heavy, and um, we might have to split it into a third part depending on how far we get, but hopefully not. <sighs> can't break what's already been broken. So can't shake. <laughs> What's already been choking? <laughs> so where we last left off um, was Dahmer was arrested for disorderly conduct, correct? Yeah, he flashed himself to- for 50 bucks to 25 people. Yeah. Two bucks a head. <laughs> right, yes, that's where we left off. Or 50 bucks for one head. So at this point, he had only killed Stephen Hicks and... Going to a Stevie Nicks concert. Just kidding. I don't know which concert it was, but <laughs> I like to think it was a Stevie Nicks concert. It it probably was not. Prob- well, I mean, out of all the musicians, yes, probably not. Mm, Stephen Hicks, and this guy's name is Stephen also. Um, okay, so in no- on November 21st, 1987, Dahmer met Stephen Twomey at a bar. Okay. Um, and he led him back to the Ambassador Hotel in Milwaukee. Oh, classy joint. I I don't. It sounds classy, but I don't know if it was or it's not. Probably a motel. It says hotel. It's a hotel. Okay. Classy um, enough. So he did not initially want to murder him. He only wanted to drug and rape him. You know, like an upstanding gentleman. Ah, yes, like he did at the bathhouses. Um, but the next morning he woke up and he found uh, Stephen had his chest crushed in. Um, he was covered in bruises, blood was trickling out of his mouth, and Dahmer had bruising all over his hands and arms. Oh, shit. Um, he had no memory of this at all, and he believes that maybe he consumed some of the drugs as well, or some people postulate that he might have, like, since he spent nine years without doing another murder, that he kind of went into, like, a frenzy and did it. Yeah. And, um, like, something triggered it. Huh. Um, but then he realized he had to get rid of the body. Yeah. So Dahmer bought this huge suitcase. Like he went, he went downstairs, got a huge suitcase and he took the body back to Graham's. Oh, yay. (laughs) A wonderful trip to grandma's house. A wonderful trip to grandma's house. And the suitcase, he, he put the suitcase in the cellar for, um, the fruit cellar for about a week. Now it's Wisconsin in the winter. So it was cold. Yeah. So that probably helped. Um, and this was also the week of Thanksgiving. Oh, so literally, um, while <laughs> this guy is rotting in the basement, um, they had Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, yeah. I wonder what the meatloaf was made out of. Ugh. Um, so he waited for his grandma to go to church for a few hours on Sunday. Yeah. And he, we're just going to get right into it. He filleted the skin from the bone. Yep. He cut the flesh into small manageable pieces and took the bones and pounded them with a sledgehammer. Okay. Um, he disposed of everything um, except for the head in the trash. He did keep the head wrapped in a blanket for two weeks and then mixed detergent and bleach to preserve the skull so he could masturbate with it. But it was too brittle. It broke. So he got rid of that as well. Oh, man. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> I think it's kind of amazing that, like, he... Didn't like, I know you can't really Google 
<laughs> how to preserve a skull. But, you know, like, it, this kind of happens a lot in the next coming stories is that, like, sometimes the skull just, like, is too weak. And I'm like, maybe, like, he should have talked to a... I don't yeah. know, like a like like something like an autopsy person, or like just. I mean, not that he should have been to, doing this at all. Yeah, no, he shouldn't be doing it. But maybe he should go to like an archaeological. But like trial and error, probably like not the best way to do this. Well, I mean, with the amount of bodies he racked up, I mean, he could. So at this point, he realized that he didn't want to stop. Um, it became like a compulsion because, like, he you know he didn't do it for so long, and he tried to stop it. Um, but yeah. at this point, he was just like, mm, I like this. Mm, I like this. I like it a lot. Yeah. So, uh, it picks up speed. <laughs> yeah, we're picking up speed. So, and, the he, future. and he realized that he would, um, he was good at disposing of bodies, too. Yeah. So, at this point, um, he begins to actively search for victims in gay bars. And he would drug them, have sex with them, and then strangle them to death. Now, funny, I accidentally wrote health when I was typing. And I wrote next to it LOL typo because he strangled them to health. Live, damn you, live. (laughs) But die at the same time. So two months after Stephen Twomey, um, on January 16th, 1988, Dahmer lured, lured, Lord. James Doxtador, Doxtador, Doxtator. I think it's Doxtator. Mm. I listened to like a bunch of different ones and all the names just blur together. Sadly. Um, he was believed to be an adult. However, he was only 14. Oh. Um, he was an indigenous sex worker and um, he, Dahmer lured him into his home um, for nude photos and sexual relations. And at 4 a.m., Dahmer drugged James and strangled him. He went down into the cellar and would, like, that's where he put the body and he would lay next to James's body over the next four or five days. Um, And then Grandma started noticing a smell. And Dahmer was like, okay, let's do this. So he did the exact same thing that he did for, um, for Stephen. And then in February, so a month later, Bobby Dwayne Simpson, he met at the Phoenix, which is another bar, and um, the drugs wore off, and Bobby left without incident. Um, but then the next day, Bobby mentioned this at the bar, and the guy next to him was also said he was also drugged by Dahmer. Oh. So Dahmer's starting to get like a... Reputation. Reputation for, you know, raping and... Yeah. Um, that guy with the rapey meds um but due to the stigma of everything they decided not to press charges yeah because at that point with the gay scene like you it was technically you know you couldn't be um it was discrimination but you kind of wanted to say all the cops like it's still very sexist at that point not sexist but um anti-gay yeah and like, like captain raymond holt from brooklyn 99 says you know what the hardest part about being a black gay cop in the nine or in the seventies was being a black gay cop in the seventies. <laughs> exactly. Um, so in 
on March 24th, but the other source said March 27th, um, 1988, which March 24th, 1988 is my sister's birthday. Happy birthday, Christina. <laughs> Dahmer met uh, Richard Guerrero outside of the Phoenix again, and he lured him back to the house and drugged and strangled him. Um, he performed oral sex on the body and again disposed of him in the same exact way. Okay. So it's becoming a very big pattern. Yep. So Ron Flowers um, met, this is sometime in April of 1988. So this guy was actually interviewed on, he didn't die. Oh. Um, this guy was actually interviewed on the um, the one show that I watched on Amazon. And um, he said that he was outside and like he couldn't get his car to start. And Dahmer said, like, hey, like, I live nearby. Like, I'll go grab my car and come back and help you yeah. um, if you want to walk with me. So, you know, of course, he's like, sure, you know. Yeah. Um. So he got back and, al- and then um, Dahmer offered him alcohol. And he was like, no, like, I wanted my car fixed. Yeah, I don't drink and drive or some. Yeah, other. so his grandma called out, like, is that you, Jeff? And at this point... um. Jeffrey made or Dahmer made coffee and um, that's whenever he got really dizzy and fell and then he woke up in the hospital knowing that he was drugged. Mm. Um, There was a ligature ligature mark around his neck and he realized that he was probably raped because his underwear were gone. Oh shit. Um, He went to the police and told them that he was assaulted and then two days later they questioned Dahmer um, and he said, oh, uh, it's, it's like strike two against the police. Oh, just wait. Least, the po- I know. I the know. Police, it's me, but it's like... so bad for this. Um, so this is really important. So he went in and Dahmer said that he was have he had a relationship with this guy, with Ron, and they were just having a quarrel. And that um, even though Dahmer had literally a criminal record, you know, he was a sexual criminal at this point. Yep. They believed him. Because the other guy was probably because he was black. Oh. Yeah. Um, Another thing to note is the area that Dahmer lived in is predominantly black. And um, it's lower income. So there's like black and there's some other like um, minorities. So all of his victims except for two um, were people of color. Okay. So um, we'll get to that at some point but i just want to let you know like that's like so that was due to opportunity not due to yeah it he said it was due to opportunity and he said that he usually picked people that he found attractive um but there were people who said that he did say racist things at times yeah so it could have been that he you know picked these people because he didn't like them it's it's kind of like a an interesting theory but i'll we'll try to talk at that about that at the end yeah um so in september of 1988 grandma's done with his bullshit she's like he keeps bringing men into this house um there's a very foul smell coming from the basement and there was just like a constant stream of men because he didn't murder all of them get out of your stinky man cave (laughs) i can just imagine oh my god i can just imagine so in September 26, 1988, which <laughs> my mom's birthday, <laughs> yeah, not 1988, but yeah. you know, um, he moves into his new apartment on 808 North 24th Street. 
um, but was arrested the next day for drugging and sexually assaulting a 13 or 14, um, some sources said 13, some said 14, um, year old boy named Somsak Synthesimphone. Um, now this is extremely important. So this is a very, very pivotal part of the story. Um, so he lured him to the house for nude photography for $50 and he was able to, so like at this point, somehow, uh, Somsak was able to get out of the apartment. So Somsak was a sex worker, foreign sex worker or? No, he was just, he was just like 14. He just like saw him on like a street corner. Oh, okay. Um, but he like lured him back to say like, Hey, I'll take pictures of you. 50 bucks. Okay. They found, um, a bottle. So the parents called the police and they found a bottle of sleeping pills and a Polaroid. Mm. And, um, he was convicted of sexual degree assault in January of 89. Um, but he wasn't sentenced until May of 89. But at this point, this is September. Yeah. So, um, court ordered psych evaluations, um, showed that he had significant psychological distress and yeah. he, and he was a signi- seriously disturbed young man. Go figure. Um, they said that he was impulsive and dangerous. Uh, dangerous. Yes. Not going to argue with you there, but impulsive. A lot of this stuff is planned out. Oh, that is decently. extremely important. The impulsivity. That will happen later. Okay. But but I'm just saying, like, we haven't seen this yet. Yeah. So it's like a fortune teller's crystal ball. Well. You know, uh, up until this point, like, what have I seen? You know, like, but re- okay. But from these people, they just see him doing the sexual assaulting thing. They don't realize that it's not impulsive. Yeah. They think that he just happened to lure somebody in for 50 bucks. Yeah. Um, and this is also like a psychiatrist talking to him. So they might see like impulsive nature. Uh, and like, remember whenever he would do a Dahmer, that was very impulsive. That's true. Um, that stuff was impulsive. Yes. So in the meantime, um, in March, so we're in March of 89 at this point, um, he took some days off of work and moved back in with his grandma. And this is again, before he was why, sentenced. Why granny let him move back in? Because she loved him and she didn't think he was doing anything wrong. I mean, she realized he was doing something wrong, but she probably thought he needed help. Um, So March 25th, 1989, Dahmer lured a mixed race aspiring male model named Anthony Sears to his grandma's house where they engaged in oral sex. And then Dahmer drugged and strangled him. This time he switched up what he did with the body a little bit. Um, This time he put him in the bathtub. Um, flayed the skin and pulverized the bones. Um, but since he found Anthony exceptionally attractive, which he was, he was very attractive. Um, he decided to keep his genitals and head. Um, he, he put them in acetone in a 10 gallon plastic bucket, um, until the body parts were dried out. And then he put them in a wooden box that he kept. Okay. Yep. Be my dick shaped box. So on May 23rd, 1989, um, it is the day of sentencing. Lionel, his father, noticed the wooden box. He asked what was inside, and Dahmer said, Listen, I need privacy. I'm an adult. But Lionel was like, 
no, you you lost that whenever you yeah. sexually assaulted a child. Um, yeah, you don't want to hear any more Nirvana singing from Jason. So, <laughs> so um, Dahmer admitted that there was porn in the box, straight porn. And he was like, I don't want you to see it, so I'll show you later because Grandma's downstairs. So he took the penis and head and put it into a different box and put it in his work locker. Okay. Um, he then put regular porn um, oh. into the box and showed his dad. He had that acquired? I, I guess in the time frame he went and bought some. Oh, okay. Um, they did note that it was straight porn and not gay porn because he did not want his dad to yeah, know yeah, that he yeah, was yeah. gay. Because if he would have just came out of the closet, you know, in high school, maybe none of this would have fucking happened. But um, yeah. it's hard to you know, blame him for not coming out because it was also the, you know, the seventies and the eighties, but like, you know, I'd rather somebody come out than, I don't know, fucking murder people. But who am I to say? Well, yeah. And they should, there were still gay people in, in that time frame, especially oh, yeah. like we said in Wisconsin. <sighs> so mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dahmer is sentenced to five years of probation and one year in the house of correction on work release. So on work release, he is allowed to go to work at night at the chocolate factory. No boy. Um, but he has to register as a sex offender. Oh boy. Don't worry, it doesn't matter that he's registered as a sex offender. Spoiler alert. No, it doesn't. <sighs> so Dahmer considered, um, he said that he had considered suicide, but would not do it. Um, and instead of turning himself in, he asked for leniency in his sentence. Like, instead of being like, hey, I murdered some people, you know, he said that he felt bad about what he was doing, but not bad enough to turn himself in. Yeah. Instead, he asked for leniency so he could go do it more. Yeah. Um, it is extremely important to note that Dahmer did not receive any mental health treatment. Oh, um, in fact, his father also was interviewed in the um, documentary I watched. And oh, it was like, it was heartbreaking because his dad wrote a letter to the prison and said, I do not think my son is able to go back into society. I don't think he will be productive. Um, we need to get him some treatment. Yeah. And they did nothing. So they, they gave him leniency? Yeah. He only did 10 months. Oh, shit. Um, and that 10 months, for any other person, you know, not not like a normal white male. Um, like the general sentence would probably be 25 to 40 years. So 10 months of just probation. Ten, well, 10 months he was in that he could work at, he could work, but then he had to go back to the prison. Yeah. Okay. Um, after 10 months, he was sentenced to probation. Yeah. Um, for five years. Okay. And um, the other reason they said this is because Somsack was Loatian. Um, and Dahmer was white. Laotian. Laotian? Lo- Laos. I know it's Laos, but... I think, I think it's... I think it would be Laotian. Right? Kind of like lotion. I don't know. I thought it was Loatian. I don't know. That's a good one. Okay, Google, what are people from Laos called? According to Wikipedia, the Lao people or Laotians are a Thai ethnic Laotians. group native to Southeast Asia who speak the eponymous language of the Kraudai languages, originating from present-day southern Kraudai. China. Kraudai languages. Okay. Well, thank you, Google. Um, so Laotian. Sorry for um, 
mispronouncing that. Um, but in March of 1990, Dahmer was released for parole and moved back in with his grandma. Um, on probation, he was supposed to be a maximum supervision person. Yeah. Which meant that his probational officer was supposed to come check on him at least once a month, like for a home visit. But as the crime was not violent, putting that in quotation marks. Yes. Um, she submitted a request to waive these visits and her supervisor approved this. Yep. Um, oh, dra- dramatic sigh. Like the amount of times that the police and like the justice system fail all of these people is it, it like literally makes me want to die. <sighs> Don't say that because then you'd be another victim. That's true. And then, okay, so um, he relocated to the Oxford Apartments, and these were on North 25th Street in Milwaukee. Um, He paid $300 a month, including all bills, and it was a furnished apartment. Oh, that's not bad. So this was 1990, so I don't know exactly how good that is, but um, apparently it was pretty decent. And yesterday, when I was doing these notes, (laughs) I was getting really frustrated at this part because... Um, a lot of these people have similar names, and I got really confused because this guy's name is Raymond Smith, but he also goes by Ricky Beeks. <laughs> and it could be because he was at, like, a gay bar, and, you know, like, they have different identities sometimes, but... Sup, I'm Ricky Beeks. I'm here because <laughs> I got the sweet teeth. <laughs> teeth? Yeah. Okay. They call me Sweet Baby Ray. Oh, my God. No. No. <laughs> I'm here to play with you all day. Okay, no, because that's not what happens. Oh. Um, May 15, 1990, Raymond Smith slash Ricky Beeks. All right, Ricky, what happened to you? He was a male sex worker and was lured into the apartment for $50. Um, I know 50 bucks back then must have been worth going back to a crazy guy's apartment. But at the time, Dahmer was actually pretty attractive and he was fit. Yeah, and he must have been balling in money, like... Well, that chocolate factory job. But he didn't give any of these people $50. He just murdered them instead. That's true. It's like, I got 50 bucks. The same 50 bucks. Show me the same $50. (laughs) He, um... So he took pictures of Ricky's dead body, which was dismembered. Like, he, like, took it while he was dismembering him. Yeah. Um, he boiled his legs, arms, and pelvis, and put the rest into acid, minus the skull... Um, the skull was painted like an off-white and put inside a filing cabinet. So if anyone did find it, it would look like he just like, it's like a fake skull. Yeah. A week later, Dahmer tried to do this again, but instead he accidentally drugged himself and he was robbed of $300 on a watch. Nice! So that 50 bucks. <laughs> High five karma. <laughs> High five to whoever robbed Jeffrey Dahmer. You're my hero. Um, June 24th, 1990, we're getting close to your birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, Edward Smith. So again, Raymond Smith and now Edward Smith. Um, so these are probably the fake names you're talking about. I don't. Smith is pretty common. No, name. this is like the real names. Ricky okay. Beeks, I think was the fake name. Okay. Edward Smith, um, again, was drugged and strangled. Um, he decided that he wanted to do a different way to preserve the skull and he tried to freeze it. Um, but then it didn't take the moisture out and he tried to put it in the oven to dry it out and instead it exploded. Yep. 
Um, he said this is the only kill that he was um, upset about because he didn't get to keep any part of it. Ah. Um, so the only reason they were able to identify him later is because of the Polaroids. Okay. Which. So he got some kind of trophy out of it. Yes, but it wasn't the trophy he wanted. Yeah, but he was going to kill again. Yeah. Well, so. September of 1990, Ernest Miller, um, again, lured with the promise of $50. <laughs> and, um, this time Dahmer asked if he could listen to his heart. Um, Miller said it would cost him extra and Dahmer gave him sleeping pills and then slashed his carotid artery and he bled to death. Um, Dahmer kissed and talked to the head while getting rid of the rest of the body. Um, Who charges that kind of extras? Like, (laughs) Like, it would cost you extra if I listen (laughs) to your heart. Maybe he was just trying to be like funny, like it'll cost you extra, baby. Yeah. Um, he kept his heart, biceps, and flesh from the legs, okay. um, put them in the refrigerator, and boiled the rest, preserving the entire skeleton and bleaching it. <sighs> Man. September 24th, 1990. So just a couple of weeks later, um, David C. Thomas, they met at the Grand Avenue Mall and again was promising him money for photos. 50 bucks? <laughs> Probably 50 bucks. He's up to about tree fitting. Oh my God. Dahmer oh, admitted. Oh, damn it, monster. So Dahmer admitted once they got back to his apartment that he no longer felt attracted to David. Oh. Um, so he strangled and dismembered the body but did not keep any body parts. So he didn't have sex with him? I guess not. Because um, okay. he didn't feel attracted to him. Yeah. Um, but he did take photos and kept those. So, the photos... Alright. From your perspective, the photos are trophies, right? Yeah. But aren't the photos commemorating parts of the bodies that he likes, right? Well, so what he was doing with these photos, and I accidentally clicked on one, which I, I look at crime scene photos and like I understand what I'm looking at, but I accidentally clicked on this one. Yeah. And he would pose them as he was flaying and cutting. Okay. So he would masturbate to these photos later. Okay. So like he got off on like the just to remember like the what happened. Of, yeah. Of but you being can kind of you can kind of think of it as like porn too. So like you can watch porn, you can have sex, but like if you see a picture of like a naked person, you could still be aroused by that. Well, it's kind of like. Some people have uh, videos of themselves doing yeah. things. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that gets you off more than doing things of yeah. other people doing things. I mean, that's true. That could definitely be part of it. But I think it's kind of like whenever you – so, like, if you if you had sex with, you know, person A. Yeah. Um, but you took pictures during that time, you can go back to that time and yeah. imagine what was happening. Help spur the memory. Um, so – there's like a video, like a home video of Thanksgiving with him and his family again, Thanksgiving, um, in 1990. And his grandma goes, Oh, it looks like you've been working out. Like she just seems like such a sweet little lady. Yeah. And he goes, Oh no, I've been living off McDonald's. Oh, but really he's been living off of men, like literally eating men. Fucking psychopath. He's been listening to the weather girls (sighs) video too much. To what video? The weather girls video. It's raining, man. Oh. 
Hallelujah, it's raining men. Like, it... I'm eating men. So he... It's delicious, I'm eating men. I love how he's like, oh, I'm living off McDonald's. Fuck off, dude. Well, McDonald's or Smith's. Um, so he tried to lure men back to the apartment in like the couple of months between, um, but he was unsuccessful for five months and they think that this might be because like people started hearing. Yeah. Bad stories. Bad stories about him. Well, cause he, he developed quite a reputation for drugging people. Yeah. Yeah. So I would imagine word. Yeah, literally, like, people are being drugged, people are being going missing, and, like, he's not even really being slick about it anymore, um, because they're escalating so quickly at this point. Like, he was going from not killing as often to, like, I mean, in September alone, he had two people, like... Well, I think, I think the, the good, what the gay community can do in this scenario is stick with your steady partners. Yeah. And people that you know and trust. But it was a party scene. I know, I and, know, I know. It's it's tough. Um, but like, if if you're really that scared, you know, it's kind of you. Yeah. You. Uh, but then you don't know swim if somebody, in the swim in the waters that you know. But then you don't know if somebody is you know just disappeared for another reason. You know. Yeah. And there's some people who might be new to the scene. There might be people who don't know. Well, it's true. But, but then he starts. You, you, he starts getting people that aren't just in the clubs. Okay, so on February 17th, 1991, yeah. um, our anniversary, Ooh. Um, C- Curtis Strotter was lured back to uh, his apartment for photos. Okay. You know, 50 bucks. 50 bucks and a, <laughs> and how do you do? Um, he was drugged and strangled with a leather strap. Question. Yes. What drug, What what's his drug of choice? Oh, um, uh, I do have that. And, right. and has he been using the same drug? I think it's Halcyon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I think he has been using it because I think the doctor prescribed it to him. So he just been... Oh, that's, that's generic. Well, not generic, but prescribed sleeping pill. Yeah, so if he just says he's not sleeping well, um, he probably can get enough that he does it. Okay. Um, and then he was dismembered. Uh, his skull, hands, and genitals were kept, mm. and um, photos of the process. Again, the process. So on April seventh, Errol Lindsay, um, Errol was noted to be a heterosexual. So how did he lure him? Um, he was somehow lured to his apartment. Um, I don't know. Maybe he asked, like you know, if he could help with something, but. Okay. So this is when it starts escalating even further. Um, Errol woke... Okay, so he drugged him and drilled a hole into his skull. Mm, while he was alive. Uh-huh. And um, poured hydrochloric acid into the hole. Mm. Um, Errol wo- woke up, but he began asking questions, and Dahmer again drugged and strangled him. Um, he decapitated and kept the skull and kept the skin in cold water and salt to retain, but it came too frail and fell apart. So the reason he did this is at this point, um, he is escalated and has changed so much that now he doesn't want a dead body. Yeah. He wants a zombie. And that's literally the words he used. He's like, I wanted a human zombie. 
Yeah. Um, that would never leave me, but was still alive. So he kind of wants a full lobot- lobotomy. Yeah, and he couldn't figure out how to do this correctly. That's why he was trying with the hydrochloric acid. Um, is Does he have the proper medical tools? No, he has a drill and some hydrochloric acid. Well, I'm just saying, like... So, yes, you can go through a skull with, with a certain drill, but, yeah. like... It's hard to go through the skull the right distance. Yeah. Well, I don't know what he used, but it didn't work out well. Yeah. So, um, he... (sighs) Yeah, so he died, obviously. Um, Around this time frame, neighbors started to complain about the smells coming from the apartment. As they should. Um, he told the one neighbor, or like I guess his landlord was coming around, and neighbors. He told the one that his freezer was break broke overnight, and a bunch of meat went rotten. Yeah. Um, and then he also said that he had tropical fish, which he had tropical fish. He said some of them had died, and that was the smell. But at this point, he's escalating so quickly that he can't get rid of these bodies fast enough because he's in an apartment. He's not in a house. He can't do it the same way that he was doing it. If only. He had stayed in the military longer and got that VA housing. <laughs> That's true. 3% down. Um, because okay. he was honorably discharged, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he could have got access to all the military programs. Yeah, probably. I don't know how well that worked in the ni- in like the early 90s. I, I don't know when the program was developed, but I know it. Um. So this one hit me pretty hard. It was Anthony Hughes on May 24th, 1991. I think it's because he was a deaf mute that was lured into the apartment. And he communicated via um, handwritten notes. He strangled and left his body on the bedroom floor for three full days. You son of a bitch. Yep. Okay. So here is... Like... Okay, these are all really terrible. But yeah. this one is the ultimate worst one so prepare yourself i'm ready because the other ones died fairly quickly i would assume um i mean minus acid in the brain but like he probably didn't know yeah um but this one is very 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 upsetting so uh trigger warning to everybody (laughs) um on may 27th of 1990 conorac symphone Sound familiar? Connor X Symphone? Yeah. Remember, his brother was the one who got him in jail because oh, yeah. he ran away. He yeah. was Laotian. Um, it was the younger brother of Somac. This wasn't on purpose. Like, it just happened. Um, <sighs> whew, okay. So, what happened is he lured him back to his apartment and... Um, he somehow escaped. So like his brother, he escaped. Yeah. Um, but he was very confused. He was bleeding from the skull. So probably was drugged and drilled. Yeah. Um, and he was shaking and he ran into, and they interviewed this woman. Um, Nicole Childress was 17 at the time and found him naked, staggering and falling. So she ran over to him. Oh man. Um, he was holding on to her and shaking and they called the cops. Yeah. And while they're waiting for the cops to come, 
Um, a tall white man, Dahmer, shows up and starts to grab Conorak by the arm to pull him away. Um, Nicole was like, no, 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 I called 911. We got to wait for 911 to get here. <sighs> so um, she runs up the street and she actually finds a cop car and like flags him down. And she noticed that he was actually bleeding out of his out of his ass. So like, he was clearly raped. Yeah. So the fire department shows up and then the police do show up or she flags the police down. Um, and Dahmer told the cops that it was his friend who got drunk and wandered off. So at this time, Nicole went into her aunt's house to like, you know, tell her aunt what was going on. And by the time she came out, everybody was gone. What? So her aunt called the cops and said like, hey, what happened? You know? Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, there was proof that he was actually just his boyfriend. So the police officers walked him back up to the apartment where Dahmer took one of the Polaroids he had taken earlier that day of them together and showed him like showed his clothes around the apartment yeah. and said, Oh, he's my boyfriend. We just had a fight and he's a little drunk. Yeah. They let him oh. go. Um, they didn't check the, the hole in the skull or the bleeding. They didn't like, they didn't care that he, you know, was bleeding out of his anus. They didn't care that he clearly had, you know, a, a brain injury. They didn't care that he looks clearly 14 years old. They didn't care about anything. Um, and if they would have at least fucking pulled up the records, they could have shown that he was a sex offender. Yeah. And it was on his brother, like literally this guy's brother. Yeah. Um, and just to rub salt in the wound, they did get fired. They are John Bills, Bizarak and Joseph Gabish. Um, however, they were hired back on and one is now a police chief. So really fucking great. Yep. Um, like that story like literally like made me want to throw up. Like <laughs> trust the system. Um JK. So at that point he became completely out of control. Well, he has to feel drunk with power. Oh right? yeah. Like he literally had a police like, come to his door. Yeah. And they I mean, let him they like literally gave the guy back to him. Yeah. If it makes you feel like God is on your side. Yeah, well, he actually does um, mention like being evil uh, and how God is letting him do this. I'm not not saying that's the case. I'm just saying that. Yeah, like this part that part bothered me so much because like yeah, I, I, you know I this it. guy got free. No, this woman you. helps him, and like she like you could just tell that she was just like destroyed by this. No, um, the lady did everything right. She's got to protect herself too. She did. She did do everything correct, but like. <laughs> You know, um, so the last few months he became completely out of control. He went to a hardware store and found a barrel um, and filled it with muriatic acid um, so he could help dissolve the body parts. So muriatic acid? Muriatic. What's that used in? I don't know. Okay. It's just like an acid. Okay. It's like a strong acid. Okay. Um, I think it might be in like some like cleaning products maybe. Okay. Um, so there was a terrible smell. Again, he said that there was meat that spoiled. Um, on June 30th, 1991, um, Matt Turner traveled. Um, this is his victim on, on June 30th. So Dahmer traveled to Chicago and found Matt at a bus station. 
Um, somehow he convinced him to come back to Milwaukee with him for a professional photo shoot. Oh. Um, but he was strangled and dismembered, placing his head and internal organs in bags. Oh, my. Um, on July 8th, 1991, Jeremiah Weinberger again was lured to Dahmer's apartment, um, promising to spend the whole weekend with him. Oh, man. Um, he was drugged and then injected with boiling water into his skull. So he went into a coma and died two days later, um, which they didn't really touch on this a lot. But I feel like to Dahmer, that probably was a really positive outcome for him because that would be the longest that he was able to keep somebody alive but unconscious. Yeah, like that seems like you're, quote, getting close. Yeah, like if he could find somebody that was in a coma like for a long term. So like maybe that was that might have been, you know, part of it is like, oh, this actually worked. Um, so not even like, so exactly a week later on July 15th, 1991, Oliver Lacey agreed to come back to the apartment again for photography. He, uh, drugged Lacey and he attempted to use chloroform, but it didn't work. So he strangled and dismembered him. He put his heart and the head in the refrigerator and the skeleton in the freezer, which how big is this freezer? It must've been one of those. Um, chest, freezer. chest freezers because like how do you fit a whole skeleton uh, chest freezer <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, I'm sorry people so Dahmer was fired from work four days later um, and then he killed again the same day so now oh. he's escalating to literally like not even a week apart yeah he doesn't have a point now um, so July 19th 1991 Joseph Braid Braidhoft was strangled and left on the bed for two whole days hmm sorry guys um he came back and pulled the blanket back and there was maggots so he decapitated him and cleaned the head and put it in the refrigerator as acidifying his torso i had to do that quickly because i couldn't do it (laughs) um but here we go so finally we're done with the murders on july 22nd tracy edwards who do you remember brass balls tony yep brass balls tracy um he invited him to pose and give him money probably 50 bucks <laughs> no tracy wants 75 dollars. um he did not have any sleeping pills so he just tried to get him very drunk so he's he's deviating from his you know known yep. working plan little does he know tracy is the drunk man champion of, <laughs> of uh, um well tracy noticed that there were bad odors and hydrochloric acid boxes in the corner so he's like there's something very fucking wrong here um so he got Dahmer. so Dahmer got him into the bedroom and threatened him with a knife um and he asked if he could put his head on his chest and when he did he said that he would eat his heart so he could be a part of him and that's when tracy was like oh fuck no um, so Tracy told Dahmer, like, hey, you know, we're friends, you know, like, why don't we go sit in the living room? You know, we can talk, we can like have some beers out in the AC. Yeah. Which all Dahmer wanted, you know, that he says he wanted was somebody who would hang out with him. So he probably was like, okay, okay. I still got the knife. So, yeah. um, oh, and he was handcuffed. Oh, okay. So at this point, um, he was like, hey, can I use the bathroom? And, you know, like, he kind of was like, okay. But, like, there was a moment where he noticed Dahmer was no longer holding, like, the handcuffs. Yeah. He punched him in the face and ran out. Well, yeah. Fuck. 
You gotta take your chance. You go, Tracy Edwards. Yep. Um, so he ran and ran and ran until he found two officers. This time, these officers, award-winning, Robert Routh and Rolf Mueller. Is he a police chief? They should be. I don't know what happened. They did. Yeah, fuck. If the other I guy think is. they interviewed Mueller. I don't know what happened to Rolf. Um, and the officers went back to the apartment. He probably aimed for the bushes. Like in the other guys. Oh. They were so <laughs> brass balls. They're like, aim for the bushes. Right, right. Okay, so at this point, um, the officers go upstairs and. Um, they well they noticed that he had handcuffs on so they're like well we can't get these off we have to go back up so tracy goes with them and he um is like very reluctant to do so obviously well, yeah i mean <laughs> fuck give me a gun um <laughs> but Dahmer was like oh i'll go get the i'll go get the key and they're like no 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 so officer mueller goes in and he sees the tons of Polaroids and they're like in the same bedroom that he's currently standing in. Yeah. So it's not just like weird, you know, pictures of things like they can literally see like a man being splayed open. Yeah. In the same room he's standing in. Yep. So he goes out and he's like, the shit's for real. Um, and then one of them, I, I think it was Mueller, opens the refrigerator and finds a freshly severed head. Yeah. And he said he remembered hearing a scream, and then he realized it was his own scream. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you'd be like, ah! um, Who the fuck was that? Dahmer began to resist arrest, um, wow. but they did get him under control. They tackled him and got him into a squad car. <laughs> um, so apartment 213, which is the one he lived in, included seven skulls, blood drippings, two human hearts, arm muscles, an entire torso, a bag of human organs, flesh, two entire skeletons, a pair of severed hands, two preserved penises, a scalp, and three torsos in the acid. There were 74 Polaroids, um, and the Polaroids found in the drawer were able to identify some of the victims, including Conorak. I hate being the fucking inventory guy. Right. <laughs> yep, that's seven skulls. Two severed penises. Fuck. Um, Do I have to measure them too, boss? <laughs> Do I have to measure them too? He was... Centimeters or inches? Uh, <laughs> Fuck. On July 23rd, 1991, he was qu questioned by Detective Patrick Kennedy. Um, this took place over two weeks and 60 hours of um, confession footage. Well, yeah, we're up to 20-some victims. So 17. I... Oh, okay. Well, I was close. Yeah. So. Um, so 16 of them were in Wisconsin and one in was in... One in little, 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 one was in Ohio. So does that make it federal? No, but okay, that doesn't matter. Why? Well, um, he admitted to necrophilia, and he discussed constructing a private altar. So that's why he wanted all the skulls. Was he was going to do like this private altar with like um, the skulls, and he was going to put incense in them, and he said that it was going to be for him, like a, an altar to himself. Oh, fucking freak. On July 25th, 1991, he is charged with four counts of first-degree murder. But by August 22nd, 11 further murders were charged. Yeah. And then three days later, one count in Ohio. Um, the only one that could not have, that could not be um, 
found was Stephen Twomey because none of his body was found at all. So it was while Dahmer did admit to him, they couldn't charge him with it. Not that it really mattered in the case of Dahmer, but like for his family, um, he's still technically listed as a missing person. Ah. But they know that it was Dahmer. Well, that's good they get closure, kind of. Yeah, they definitely get closure, but it's not the closure that you necessarily want. Yeah. So his trial began on January 30th, 1992. Um, He pled guilty, but there was a trial to establish if he was mentally sane. Oh, he's not. Well, so... (laughs) um, this is, but but he knows what he's doing is wrong. This is a very big part of it. So, so but but the argument was does like first of all, we know he's mentally ill. Yes. Was this something that was um I'm trying to think of the the correct wording for this. Was it something that he was aware of his actions while he was doing them? And so the they actually did come back saying that he was um, legally responsible for them. Yeah. Um, because they did take a significant amount of planning. They did. Um, the drugging was the, definitely. The drugging, like buying the hydrochloric acid. Well, and that he got pleasure out of the, you know, the sex part of the... There was one doctor um, on that note that said, you know, people with paraphilias, like they oftentimes go in like a fugue state kind of thing but he remembered all of his kills yeah so um but the argument against it was that he did try to get help you know several times but but then the argument against that again is okay well if you really felt bad about what you did you could have turned yourself in yeah um so the court decided that he was sane on February 17th, again, our anniversary of 1992. Um, sentencing families were able to make an impact statement. And they were all very upsetting, obviously. But Errol's sister, um, she flipped the fuck out on him. Mm-hmm. I thought she was going to literally just punch him right in the courtroom and just kill him. Justice is served. They had like five people holding her back. Wow. And then they interviewed his dad about that. And he was like... Um, he's like, I understand exactly why she did it. Like, he's like, I don't blame her at all. Yeah, no, no. So, um, Dahmer, like, he showed no emotion during this at all, but then he addressed the court. He said that he wanted death for himself and that he felt bad for the families and that he had prayed for it to stop and that he was very sorry and he thought that he was evil, but now he realizes that he was just sick. Um, I call partial bullshit on that because if you really wanted to stop, okay, kill yourself then. Or turn yourself in. Yeah. You didn't feel bad enough that you manipulated the system several times. Yeah, you talked your way out of it a bunch of times. You, you know, didn't get caught by literally, like, telling the police, this is my boyfriend, twice. You, you know, you got out of probation. You got out of, you know, a a longer sentence for, you know, no. Like, he was all out for himself. Yep. And it makes me sick. Um, so the first year of his sentence was he was to be in solitary confinement. Um, he was transferred to a less secure unit and assigned to clean the toilet block two hours a day. Um, Dahmer asked for a Bible and was changed into a born-again Christian eye roll. 
Um, <laughs> um, and then he was baptized May of 1994 in like the prison toilet. I don't know. Um, but and then in July of 1994, Osvaldo Dorothy attempted to slash Dahmer's throat with a razor, but it was just a superficial wound. He didn't do any damage. Um, so later that year, his mother was concerned, like she had talked to him on the phone and he, um, she was very concerned about his well-being because, you know, people were out to get him in prison. Yeah, of course. And he said that he was not worried about it and he did not care if anything had happened to him. Well, that's also true. So November 28th, 1994, Christopher Sharver, Scarver and Jesse Anderson were, um, on bathroom duty with Dahmer. They were unsupervised for 20 minutes, and at 8.10 in the morning, Dahmer had been beat to death by a metal bar. Okay. Um, he had his head... Oh, so they beat him... He beat him with a metal bar, and then he had his head struck against the wall as well. Oh, several times. Um, he was alive when the guards arrived, but died one hour later. Okay. Um, Scarver also killed Anderson, um, which was the other guy um, in with them. So well, Why did he kill the other guy? He, there's a couple of different stories. At first, um, Scarver said that God told him to do it. Oh. Um, but then another time, like he said, like they were making fun of him. Yeah. But then the, the last one that he said, um, he admitted that Dahmer was consistently talking about how he was like murdering people and he would take his food and like put it in like the, like form it into people and like use ketchup as blood. And like he was known as the cannibal and, uh. You know, people are like, well, we don't know if that's true or not. But then they were like, well, yeah, but think about what he did in high school, you know, like to get a rise out of people. Yeah. So um, Scarver kind of became like a legend because of this. Yeah. Um, which you shouldn't murder people, even if you are a murderer in prison. But I don't feel sorry for Dahmer at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Sometimes you gotta pop one off. I wish he would have suffered a little bit more. Mm. <laughs> nah, I mean, I don't know. Um, tough, tough gray area. So that is the case of Jeffrey Dahmer. We got through the second half. I know that I sped oh, yeah. through some of that, but that's because, um, for my own mental sake, I had to. I know. Yeah, we were trying to uh, save the mental aspects of it, and I was trying to, you know, pay respect to the victims, but. Uh... It's some slip ups there, but you know, it's a heavy one. Um, it's an important one because you know, he is one of the most infamous serial killers of all times, and the reason is because of this. Yeah, so when people watch my friend Dahmer and they're like, Oh, you know, he was misunderstood. Well, imagine being the sibling of somebody who, um, literally tried to get away and the police brought him right back and yeah he was murdered like no mm. well the truth was he was misunderstood but that doesn't make, make it okay so the big thing with him also is um could he have been saved probably not that's that's like the like the age old question um with a lot of these people is there's people like Ted Bundy and then there's people like Jeffrey Dahmer so like Ted Bundy, whenever he got caught, he didn't immediately, you know, say that it was true. He tried to evade the law. He did a lot of things, um, which Dahmer did too, but like at a different level. So if Dahmer did feel remorse, 
like is it possible that he could have been um rehabilitated yeah rehabilitated but my consensus is no yeah i don't think he could have i i don't think there's an outlet good enough in this world that could have channeled that energy i think maybe if they would have caught it before his first murder i think if if there was a little gate to the portal of hell and there was an open position of executioner of hell or torturer of hell. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's a little outlet for him. Yeah. You know, a little yeah. job there that he could do. But um, other than that. I think that if they would have caught this before he murdered the first one, potentially he could have gotten better. Um, but you don't know. Like, you don't know. Yeah. I think. Like, if you never taste, you know, the blood of killing somebody. Yeah. Like. But then what if he just fantasized and fantasized and fantasized and then it still happened? Well, it's also time and circumstance too, right? Right. So, like, being a gay individual mm-hmm. in the time period that he that he was in. Right. Uh, there's a lot of pent-up frustration and energy there that is difficult to corral. It's that true. may manifest itself in many directions. The other, the other thing is that he wasn't bad looking. Like, I mean, yeah. with his glasses, yeah, he was funky looking. Well, that was the, the 70s. As is the 70s. But, like, in the 90s, like, whenever he was captured, like, he wasn't, he wasn't unattractive. Like, um, he looked like a, I mean, he wasn't, like, what I would call hot. But, like, he looked like a normal, just, like... Yeah. White dude, you know? <laughs> um, oh, he looks like one of... He looks like an actor. I forget who he looks like. Like, this picture right here. I'm just going through a couple of pictures. Like, he's he's attractive there. Yeah. So, I mean, he could have had, like, a normal gay life. Um, and there are... I mean, nowadays, things are a little bit different, which he could have maybe found um, somebody who would be submissive, you know? And, like, there are people out there who like to be... Yeah, lay there or shackled or whatever the situation is. Yeah. Um. So who knows, like, what his time would have been like if it would have if it had happened in today's world. Um. But I mean, the mental health isn't really much better now. I mean, it is better than it was, but oh yeah, not much. Yeah, but the sometimes the medication is just more numbing and. Yeah. So that is Jeffrey Dahmer. All right. We're going to need a really happy... uh, Do you feel Dahmer or do you feel smarter? (laughs) I feel like really let down. No. Why? It's just just a really disheartening story. Yeah, the system let us down. Several, several times. Yeah. That's a bummer. It's... Jason's Corner. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Ooh, Sophie liked the way I said corner. Corner. All right, Melly. First question. You was a badass cop in the 70s. You kicked down Jeffy Dahmer's door. I. You get to arrest Jeffrey Dahmer. You see, oh shit. This bitch. He got a lot of shit on his walls. He killed a lot of people. 
you get to you get to say your catchphrase. <laughs> What's your catchphrase gonna be when you rest him? Um and what do you do? You can have an action and you can have you can do whatever you want, hands free, <laughs> but you can't kill him. Okay. You can't maim him. You can't draw blood. So what would you do? You go first. Alright. So I'd punch him in the mouth and I'd say, How's justice taste, bitch? And then I'd arrest him. Because <laughs> um, he's a cannibal. I would... Maybe I would tackle him to the ground. And then I would push his face into the carpet. And I would say, eat this, bitch. Munch on this. <laughs> but That'd be good. I, or eat your heart out. Oh, like Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I think I would just be so horrified that I'll Then you do the socket symbol and be like, Juicy J. <laughs> Katy Perry and Juicy, Juicy J. Juicy <laughs> J. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, yeah. um, there's the song. Um, it's the worst. <laughs> Dark Horse, which I like the song, but it's like the weirdest rap in the middle. It's like, it's got Juicy J, like just... Busted out. And he's like, I'll eat your heart out like, like Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. And I'm just like, it like had nothing to do with the rest of the song. It yeah, was so it's weird. just like she's talking about like sunshine and like clouds and like you you know the music video is kind of like that, right? No, she's like a an Egyptian. Oh, she, that's the Egyptian goddess one. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I get them mixed up because okay. I haven't seen them. All. You're not really a Katy. I'm not really person. a Katy. Well, I'm in a. Katy Perry person, <laughs> but I'm not a Katy Perry person. <laughs> you find her attractive, but not her music. I mean, I wouldn't say no to her music if I got an audition, like a in-person audition. Sophie, what are you doing? All right. Good, good, good answers. Good answers. I like them. They make me chuckle. Sorry, we had to take a little break for Sophie to pee. Yeah, Sophie. Sophie's like, this is this is taking too long. <laughs> and then uh, my next question is: You have to create a product, company, or idea to sell, or create a company. What's it going to be, and what are you going to do? Oh Jesus! Well, what's your, what's your what's your product idea? What's your company idea? What are you going to what are you gonna be the CEO of? Oh my god! I know. Um, Melly CEO. Oh no! Do you know what yours is? Yeah, I think I'm gonna go first. I'll go first. Okay, good. So what I'm gonna create is uh, individualized plans for each person to uh, get their life back on track. So you give me all your basically it's like CPA service. Except, you know, come tax season, you give me all your documents, just like you normally would. And you give me all your bank statements, just like you sometimes do. You know, when you give interest, you know, documentation, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, tax documentation has access to that anyway. And so I have access to that and I have all your assets and I tell you what the best like give you five good strategies of what to do in the upcoming year. 
and what we talk about what your upcoming expenses are and what your plans are for the the money and what your income is. So like how people budget and stuff. Yeah, and how you budget. So we'll call it like budget pros or something like that. Like a life planner. Yeah, like a life planner, and we'll just do better life planning like on the cheap mm, for okay. for the regular day person. Not for like the super wealthy. Yeah, the super wealthy have it easy, you know, like as opposed, you know, with their life planners. Yeah. So I think if we get this software, you know, it doesn't have to be a software, but like an actual person that says, "Hey, I've developed a relationship with you. Like, I'm your tax tax guy, but I'm also your life guy." You come to me with any questions, like, what's a what's a four hundred one k? Yeah. Like, what what does this really mean? Okay, well, you never knew what a four hundred one k is. All right, I'll I'll be patient with you and I'll tell you. Is this because of my questions about my four hundred one k earlier today? It may have been influenced <laughs> by that, but I also got documentation on my four hundred one k too the oh, same okay. day. Okay. So and I threw that out, but because <laughs> mine's mine's set, so. They're like, do you want the target retirement date? And I'm like, no. I balance mine based on how I want to balance mine. Fuck y'all. Mm, fair. So. Yeah. So that's my that's my company plan. Uh, product product plan would probably be like a, a bionic suit. <laughs> uh, in that just like a metal. Uh, this cord- isn't part of the same. No, not the same company. <laughs> okay. No, no, these, these are two separate, two separate entities. I was like, why do you need a bionic suit to be a financial um, planner? <laughs> basically, just a custom-fitted metal frame that basically sucks into your 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 outside of your skin, mm-hmm. and then locks in. It's like Iron Man. Yeah, basically Iron Man, except it's only the outside joints. So it. it prevents your knee from giving out to the left or to the right mm-hmm. or flexing too much, but it will give way like slowly, oh. but it will prevent, you know, the quick joints or turns or stuff like that. Yeah. But if you wanted to pivot your leg left, you can pivot your leg left, but it will help correct posture and everything mm-hmm. like that. And since I have problems with my back, well, would you call it the exoskeleton? I could. I could call it the exoskeleton, or I could call it the Schnur skeleton. <laughs> the SS skeleton. The SS skeleton. Um, Big Div Skell. Oh, my God. <laughs> big Div, Big Dividend. Oh, big my div, God. Nobody would know what that is. Yeah, I know. It needs to be something, something good. Or I could call it the Ant-Man. No, I get sued. And why? You're not making them smaller. No, but like ants are like two can lift two hundred. Oh, they have exoskeletons. Yeah, they have exoskeletons. So, or I'd call it like ant ant skin. Ant skin. Something like that. But I I have to think about it. But but you know this this will range like twenty five hundred bucks. But if you think about it, it'll be designed towards pro athletes Mm -hmm. to use in high contact non-contact drill days. Oh, yeah. Right? So it'll be extremely lightweight, and it'll be made out of Kevlar and titanium. Okay. And so you don't blow out your knee during practice. That's fair. Okay? And you don't get your you don't get your ankle stuck during practice in the turf or 
something like that, or you don't blow out your knee during during a simple go route, you know, or a simple whatever. But I think if, if you if you market this to yeah, there's only 1,200 football players or whatever, but you know, soccer players would love this. Gymnasts would love this. You know, anybody practicing sports that has the money for three grand, which isn't that that much money for your physical safety. And if we get insurances on board yeah. to pay for it, it's like, okay, we've seen you have a history of degenerative arthritis and you are at risk for this disease or this problem. Well, that might be good for people also with like Parkinson's or yeah, older or people or yeah, older people. So, I mean, I'd love an exoskeleton, yeah, for, you know, and if it wasn't that uncomfortable, right? Fair, all right. What's your idea? Um, uh, I'm not a very creative person. You could have a dachshund farm, no, then would that, why would I be doing? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know. You can milk them. Um, what? <laughs> milk them for money, not like sell them <laughs> as puppies, like a puppy farm. Hi, baby bear. Um, so I'm a very organized person. Yeah. So maybe I could like go to people's homes and like throw out all their shit. Yeah. I'd be so like. Or you could sell an organizational system. Yeah, but it would be like it would be like on hoarder hoarders where they like go in and just start tossing stuff. Yeah, but like these people would sign up for it. It wouldn't be like hoarders. But I am really good at just getting rid of stuff that's not needed. Yeah. So maybe that would be a service that you come in and first you got to get rid of your boyfriend. Okay, <laughs> he's lose, the main problem. Lose two hundred pounds really easily by losing your boyfriend. Lose your boyfriend. Anyways, right. um, yeah, and like I think. I think a good product would be like I use a lot of checklists. Yeah. So like a checklist for everything. Like or like a, showing people how to use Excel for checklists. I don't use Excel for checklists. Well, I do, but I'm just saying like password books for Excel in Excel. Mm. You could use that for the older generations <laughs> out there. Yeah. Looking at you viewers. <laughs> Looking at you, viewers. Um, but no, I think just like general, like, uh, so one of my big anxieties is when I can't find things. Yeah. So now I'm at the point where Jason will be like, where is this? And I will be like, it is on the third shelf down all the way on the right. Yep. I know where everything's at. And well, it makes sense. Like your, your, your system does make sense. Yeah. It's, I mean, I can use my OCD for good. But I don't understand the system at first. Like, I don't understand. Like knowing what i know now if i find stuff once or if i've been in that spot once or the related spot once then i've i know where stuff is but if mm -hmm. i if i haven't found that item or found a related item once then i don't know where that item is i still yeah. have to ask you usually i have logical reasons for why i put things where i put them yeah i know um but yeah, I think I think my organization is is important, and then um, I could probably market that somehow. Yeah, I think so. And I think, uh, hmm, what else? If you had to go back in time and change one historical event, 
or not change one historical event. And it wouldn't and make sure the historical event happens or doesn't happen. Well, would it change the rest of humanity? It could change or it doesn't change depending on if you choose it to stay in place. Like so like you know there's there's one other competing time traveler out there. If he or she chooses that time event mm-hmm. to change it and you block that event, so yes, the the chances are very small that you guys would bump into that event, same event and change it. Like he or she wants to change that event and you vote to block that event, you will be successful because you are on the defensive, defensive beats offensive. You're just making this super complicated. I am, yes. So, But that doesn't answer my question. What, what was your question? Like, okay, so if I went back in time and I saved everybody from the Titanic, yeah. well, that would change humanity as we know it now. And what, yes. So are we saying that, like, it doesn't change humanity? Like, everything goes exactly back to how it would be today? I would change. And what, what do you think your predictions would be for how it change, changes humanity? Well, that was on Supernatural. They they save all the people from the Titanic, and then yeah. it just changes everything. Okay. But um, hmm. There's so many. There's so many things. There's so many things. Um. Hmm. Hmm. I would. I don't know. <laughs> um. Because, I mean, you can go back, like, super far and, like, not kill Jesus. You could... Well, yeah. You could um, not go quite as far back and, you know, change we'll, 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 9-11. We'll or, say since the printing press was invented. So since, like, the 1800s. Yeah. Um, or 1600s. I don't know. I guess I don't know when that was. 1500s. <laughs> like, the 1800s. <laughs> Well, the Gutenberg Bible was the first name. Um, hmm. Okay. So, in that case, uh, I guess I would stop Hitler. Okay. From ever being born or from ever coming to power or from, like, as soon as he graduates art school, just zap him. Um, I well, think... as soon as he fails art school. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't go to art school. Um, or he didn't pass art school. I think maybe if it was, like... Um, so like whenever he's in like all these like bars trying to get people to join him, they just all thought he was crazy instead. Okay. Like and he just like lives out the rest of his day like just being like that weird lunatic that's just. So your goal is to try to get other people to like ostracize him. Yeah, and make him feel really terrible and maybe yeah. kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> like he does eventually, anyways. <laughs> True. I'm not usually so, for suicide, but when it's when it's so, Hitler. So that's not really. So you're saying that wouldn't really be, hmm. I think, like, if people would have, instead of listening to him and, like, being like, yeah, Hitler, you make a lot of sense, they were like, you're fucking crazy. All right, so you're flipping the tables on him. Yeah. And then think of, you know, I don't know how so the world would be. be. Like, you'd be the lady in the bar and be like, Wait. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I would just be that person that's like, wow, somebody... Woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. <laughs> Somebody's so... drinking a little too much too early. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So yeah, that's that's what I would do. What about you? Well, you know me. 
I'd have to choose the stock market crash. Oh, that's true. So what I'd do is... <laughs> so this might actually make it worse, but I'd like to see it. And the problem is that I would feel extremely guilty because lives may be lost in the process, but lives may be lost in your process as well. Yeah. Um, because there may be another uprising of a different group that comes up that Hitler may may have been beneficial to stop that group. Yeah. But does not stop... You know, overall, it is a good thing. That we know of. That we know of. That we think. Yeah, it's not as simple as like, oh, I just yeah. stopped the Holocaust. And- but like... So if if I so if I short the stock market, okay, mm-hmm. and then all the stocks go down that day, then I make a lot of money, and then I redistribute it to the economy the next few day or the next few days or the next few weeks, so that everything goes back to normal, right? So I'm the savior, right? Yeah. But people still think their their portfolios went to zero. So they still killed themselves that day. Oh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. lots of people did that. Jumped off of bridges, jumped off of buildings. But I can't control those people's choices. That's true. And I can't, you know, like they made choices based on the information that they had. And it is, you know, it is sad and it is terrible, but. I only had one power given to me to go back in time for one event. Yeah. To do one thing. And that's what you... And I could, if I knew the names of all those people that killed themselves, I could tell them my plan. Right. But But they wouldn't believe me. Right. And maybe they would. Maybe they'd jump on board and say, hey, okay, I'm not going to go so ham on this one stock today. and I'm going to reserve some of my money, you know, for, for... you know, just in case he's right, and I'll have twenty grand left as opposed to zero dollars left. But sorry, in the course of you talking, Sophie walked all the way over to Sam and is now trying to cuddle with him. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's it for my corner. Okay. I think uh, we've uh, cornered the topic and we've cornered Jeffrey Dahmer. And, you know. <laughs> and then um, I can't promise next week won't be you know a, a good story, but hopefully it will. I know we got a two parter out of Jeffy. Quite as intense. Quite. But um, I hope everybody has a good night. Good night to all you lovely people. Bye. Bye.